So you need a new iPhone, like now, 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 but should you get the iPhone SE right now or should you try and hold out for the rumored smaller iPhone 12 coming some point later this fall? Sponsored by Backblaze. I'm Renee Ritchie, and according to YouTube, between 60 and 70% of you still haven't subscribed. So don't miss out on all the in-depth iPhone 12 coverage I have coming your way. Hit that button and bell gizmo right now. Depending on how you look at it, the iPhone SE is either a retread or a classic. To bring costs down, Apple reused the body of the iPhone 8. And that means it has a mullet and a goatee. Okay. A forehead and a chin of bezels, straight out of 2014. Same with the smooth, smooth rounded edges, the glass and aluminum sandwich, though that part's from 2017. It's a design Apple introduced with the iPhone 6 and one they still use today for the iPhone 11. The iPhone 12 though, well, that doesn't exist yet, but the usual rumors and leaks that swirl around before any new iPhone release heavily suggest it'll be retro too, but in a completely different way. Like the iPhone 5 or the original iPhone SE with squared off sides instead of curves, losing the bezels like the current iPad Pro and adding the glass back of the more recent iPhone designs. Just all retro future chic hybrid. So if you like the current iPhone design, the iPhone SE is probably your last chance to get it. But if you desperately want a new look, the iPhone 12 should give it to you. Now the iPhone SE has a 4.7 inch LCD retina density P3 wide gamut display. That means the pixel should be too small for an average person to see from an average viewing distance. And the reds and greens should be rich and vibrant more than the old school sRGB panels. In other words, it's the same size that Apple's been using since the iPhone 6 and the same quality that Apple put in since the iPhone 8. There are rumors about the iPhone 12 though that make it specifically interesting for exactly this comparison. Namely, Apple's gonna offer a smaller version, an iPhone 12 mini, so to speak. At least the smallest modern iPhone version ever with a 5.4 inch display. And that unlike the iPhone 11, which was LCD, like the iPhone SE, it's gonna be OLED closer to the iPhone 11 Pro. It won't be quite as good OLED as the Pro because those panels are just hella expensive, but it'll still have the deeper blacks, the better detail in the highlights, higher contrast ratio, and fingers crossed, at least HDR, high dynamic range, if not the XDR, extreme dynamic range that the Pros are gonna be getting. It'll also almost certainly still have the issues that always plague OLED displays. Things like off-axis color shifting and pulse width modulation at lower brightness levels, which legitimately annoy some people. But it'll go corner to rounded corner and edge to edge minus the notch. And that means even though the display is bigger, the overall phone size, the casing it's in should be even smaller. Maybe even closer to the original iPhone SE in size. Yeah, I know. So if you care less about the display size or actually prefer old school LCD and don't want a notch, get the iPhone SE. If you want OLED though, even if it's not pro level OLED and the smallest package possible, notch be damned, get the iPhone 12. The iPhone SE still has a home button, which means it also still has touch ID. That's Apple's biometric fingerprint identification system. Basically, when you put your finger down on the home button, the capacitive ring triggers a photo of the ridges and swirls of your finger, turns that into math, sends it to the secure enclave, compares it with the registered prints on file, and if it matches, releases a token that unlocks your phone or app or approves your transaction. As long as your finger can reach the sensor, you can unlock it, 
even if you're not looking at it. But you can't be wearing gloves and it can be sensitive to moisture levels if your finger is excessively damp or dry. And we're all washing our hands a lot more lately. The iPhone 12 though, won't have a home button at all. And so it'll use Face ID. That's Apple's biometric facial geometry scanner. Housed in that infamous notch, it uses a dot projector, flood illuminator, and infrared sensor to take a 3D snapshot of your face. Convert that data to math, send it to the secure enclave, and use a neural engine to compare it with the facial geometry on file. And if and when they match, releases the same kind of approval token. So as long as the front-facing camera can see your open eyes and nose, you can unlock, even if you're not even touching it. But you can't be wearing polarized sunglasses or a mask that covers your nose, which is exactly the kind of mask a lot of us need to be wearing these days. And it can be sensitive to direct sunlight blinding the sensor. All of those concerns on both Touch ID and Face ID can be worked around, of course. But depending on how you live your life, one could be just much more convenient and way less of a pain than the other. So if using a fingerprint is easier or better for you, you're gonna wanna use an iPhone SE. But if scanning your face just feels effortless, you're gonna wanna feel the iPhone 12. Despite its classic or dated looks, I'm not here to judge, you phone you, the iPhone SE packs very modern silicon under its covers. Specifically, Apple's A13 Bionic chipset, which isn't just snappy now, but should keep running iOS updates as well for at least another four years or more. I mean, the 2015 iPhone 6S is getting iOS 14 this year, in 2020, and that tends to be the rule now more than the exception. The iPhone 12, though, should be getting the even more efficient, even higher performance A14 Trionic? I don't know, just enough of the Bionic already. And that means not only will it be stronger, better, faster, but it should keep getting updates even a year longer. If you don't really care about an extra year of chipsets or updates, then the iPhone SE will still be faster than most other phones you can buy for at least a few more months. If you want the most advanced silicon you can buy though, and updates for as long as you can get them, the iPhone 12 will give you that. The iPhone SE's camera is a bit of a chimera. It's the same basic hardware as the iPhone 8, but it has the image signal processor of the iPhone 11 and some computational tricks all its own. That comes together to make it shoot pretty much like an iPhone XR. Only one wide angle lens, no night mode, but decent portrait mode, and some of the best video this side of the iPhone 11. The iPhone 12 though, will be an iPhone 12. And if there's one thing we can count on, it's that every time there's a new iPhone, there'll be a new better camera coming with it. That should mean, at the very least, on the base model, a wide angle and ultra wide angle camera, and with a next generation image signal processor for even better night mode, portrait mode, smart HDR, and likely the best quality video on a phone we've seen yet. So if all you need is a great, but not necessarily best camera, the iPhone SE will do you fine. If you do demand the latest and greatest when it comes to cameras though, then you're gonna wanna wait for the iPhone 12 this time. The iPhone SE has an Intel modem that despite AT&T's so shady it should be illegal shenanigans with 5GE labels, absolutely caps out at 4G LTE. Speed is decent, coverage is decent, but there are still a lot of people, especially outside big cities that just don't get enough signals in enough places. The iPhone 12, including the small one, is supposed to be getting Qualcomm modems back and ones that can run on the newfangled 5G networks. Now, only the pro models are expected to get the super fast, super low range millimeter wave technology. All of them though, including again the small one, are expected to get at least sub six, 
maybe even sub nine, since the spectrum just keeps creeping up below the high band. And while nowhere nearly as fast, it's just far more robust. And as the networks roll out, should finally give all those people outside big cities all the bars they've just been promised for all these years. So if you're fine with LTE speeds and connection quality, you'll be fine with an iPhone SE. But if you want or need something more, the iPhone 12 should give it to you, network rollout depending. The iPhone SE has been out for about four months already, so its price is a totally known quantity, $399 in the US, which is great, but more in some other countries, which is not so great. The iPhone 11 is $699, which is pretty affordable as new Apple flagships go, and rumor has it the iPhone 12 will stay at roughly the same price. But the 5.4-inch smaller model might be even a little less expensive, around $649, with the 6.1-inch model averaging it back out at $749. So if your budget is $500 and not a penny more, you'll want the iPhone SE. If you're willing to go a little bit higher, though, you'll get way more bang for your buck with the iPhone 12, although we'll have to wait and see just exactly how much buck all that bang ends up costing. Also, Apple may keep the base model iPhone 11 around for $100 less once the iPhone 12 comes out, if that's meaningful or important to you. So, as a lot of you know by now, my real talk advice is always, always this. Wait as long as you possibly can to buy. Then, buy when you absolutely need to buy. Buy the best you can afford at the time, and then enjoy the hell out of it, because there will always be something new. There will always be something next. In other words, if you really need an iPhone now, as in today, now, get an iPhone SE. If you don't, the iPhone 12 should be here late fall, probably like the iPhone 10 or iPhone 10R time, around October, and see what that has to offer. Then buy the one that best suits your budget and your needs and have zero regrets. Just like you'll have zero regrets with the rock-solid backups for your Mac and PC for just $6 a month, conveniently available right now if you click the link in the description for Backblaze. There's no gimmicks, no gotchas, just all your documents, all your music, all your photos, all your videos. Basically, every important piece of business, every irreplaceable memory, all of it, backed up for just $6 a month. And it's no extra work for you. It's not a chore. It's not a new job. You just set up Backblaze and it just goes to work in the background, constantly keeping your data safe. And frankly, it's the only way to keep data safe. And that way you don't lose your contracts, your taxes, your wedding videos, your baby pictures, your life. You can restore your files from anywhere. You can access them via the mobile app. You can download them directly over the web. Or if it's a lot, you can get them all sent to you by mail. Basically, you pay for the hard drive. They ship it to you with all your files. You restore them. And then you can even ship the hard drive back within 30 days. Get a refund. Backblaze is currently protecting over an exabyte of customer data. That's over a billion gigabytes. And they've restored over 50 billion files to date. And you can go to backblaze.com slash Renee and test it out and start protecting your data today. Click on the link in the description or just go to backblaze.com slash Renee and sign up for your free 15-day trial. And clicking on that link really helps out the channel. Thanks, Backblaze. Thanks to all of you for your support. Check out my iPhone 12 playlist right here and see you next video.